Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or you can download our free Living Truth app. We're going to take a break from our teachings in Isaiah to discuss the upcoming apologetics event, Dare to Defend. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a couple of guests. Well, hey, listening family, this is Pastor Michael Lance. This is Walk in Truth, and we have a very special broadcast today. We're going to take a break from the teaching in the book of Isaiah, verse by verse, which is the normal thing that we do here. And we are going to talk about an apologetics conference coming up at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona, where I have the privilege of being senior pastor. We're hosting a conference called Dare to Defend. And uh, it's all about defending the historic claims of Christianity, the truth of the gospel. Now, you're listening to a program called Walk in Truth. I pastor a church called Living Truth Christian Fellowship, so it should be no surprise that we're going to talk about the truth. And I have two special guests with me. I have Lenny Esposito, who's the founder and president of Come Reason Ministries. Lenny, welcome to Pastor the Pastor Michael, good to, good to be here. Good to be with you. I'm excited about all that's happening, and I'm excited about uh, the opportunities that we get to partner together in ministry. Amen. And I have Claudia Kalmakoff, who's also an apologist, and she is going to be speaking at a breakout session in this conference. And Claudia, uh, we were at a meeting earlier today, and you had shared some hard news, and that is about the passing of our brother and friend, uh, Don Dix. Yes. Don uh, had been around the city of Corona for, as far as I know, the last uh, at least three decades. I remember being in Bible studies with Don and praying over the city of Corona, praying for revival and uh, just for this to be a city of truth. And then Don being on KTIE more more recently and uh, really giving a uh, conservative point of view on the area of politics and so forth. But Claudia, you shared his passing and um, I want you just to to say hi, uh, mention that, but also what I thought of is uh, how important truth is, not only for us being able to make good arguments, but also for hope beyond the grave. Right. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and Don's death, it was unexpected, I think, for most of us. I don't think any of us knew um, how serious his condition had gotten. But because of his beliefs, we know where he is. And, um, you know, you're people's beliefs have lifelong implications. There is something beyond this. And because we don't know what's going to happen, there's an urgency. We need to be telling others. We need to be prepared ourselves. Um, we need to know how to respond to others who try to um, attack the Christian worldview. Uh, it's important, and it's not just important for them, but you ne- you never know who's listening. Amen. So what's at stake is not just, you know, giving good answers now. And, of course, that's important because Jesus promised abundant life and freedom now. But it is hope beyond the grave. And, Lenny, I, I want to just kind of pitch this to you, First Peter 3.15. Yeah. 
uh, talks about a hope that we give an answer for. Can you maybe articulate that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. That's, uh, and apologetics may seem like a, a strange word. I have a lot of people saying, well, man, all the husbands should be in, enrolled <laughs> yeah. in an apologetics course because they need to learn how to say, I'm sorry. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's not, that's not what we mean. It, it comes from the Greek word apologia, which, as you say, appears in 1 Peter 3.15, that uh, we would always be ready to give a reason for the hope that is within us. And that word reason, apologia, is a reason defense in the way a trial lawyer would defend his client, per se. Here's evidence. Here's Here's facts. Here's ways why we hold the things that we do. One of the broad misconceptions about Christianity is that it is a blind faith, that all faith is somehow blind. That's not what Christianity is. There may be blind faiths out there, but Christianity has always been a faith based on historical evidence, based on the fact of the resurrection, Mm -hmm. that the resurrection is an event that occurred in history, and we can know the Jesus of Nazareth lived, died, and rose again with as much assurance as we can know that Alexander the Great lived and conquered his kingdoms in the uh, 4th century, 3rd century mm-hmm. B.C. So it is a reasoned defense. But it is bigger than that. Uh, a lot of misconceptions that people have is apologetics is something outward that we it, – it's maybe an intellectual pursuit, right? I hear this a lot, that it's an intellectual pursuit or that it's something that we use to defeat the atheist, and that's really a misnomer. Mm-hmm. The, the, one of the reasons we are commanded to be able to articulate the hope that is within us is because we need to hear it ourselves. Amen. So I was, I was talking to Claudia a little earlier about uh, my third son. My, we have four children, all boys. My wife is a member of the Moab tribe. <laughs> I Mothers can, of I all can boys. Relate. Yeah. <laughs> Moab, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but our third son... Uh, 38 weeks, we thought my wife was going into labor. We drove her to the hospital, and it turned out that she was in crisis, and and actually it was her liver that was shutting down. Mm -hmm. She had a very rare condition called HELP syndrome, which is hemolysis, enlarged liver, and low platelets. And a part of this is when your blood oxygen levels drop to below life-sustaining. So... I was ready to, you know, go into labor delivery room and have a very exciting birth. And what happened was all of a sudden the doctor say, we have to get this baby out. We have to get him out now. Mm. Minute 37 for the C-section. Wow. I mean, it was and, – and my wife was in ICU then for a week. The baby was in NI – he was 3 pounds 15 ounces at full term mm. in NICU for two weeks. Uh, and I remember that day sitting there in a darkened room – for an hour and thinking, what just happened? Yeah. Mm. And and I'm praying, but it all just went upside down on me. And I said, why? You know, and you start doing these things when you're in an emotional state. You start reviewing, you know, maybe my prayers really are only bouncing to the ceiling. Maybe the atheists are right. You know, when when you're in an emotional pressure situation, these are the times that most people examine their thoughts mm-hmm. seriously, mm-hmm. and that's the worst time to do so. It <laughs> you really do is. that ahead of time. <laughs> so that's what happened with me. I remember distinctly saying, "Well, 
I know that God exists. I've looked at it. I've read the best arguments from the best people on the other side, and I know they come up short. I know that Jesus rose from the dead. I know it because I've studied the historical facts, and I've read the guys who say he didn't, and I can tell that they're wrong. So, God, I don't know what you're doing right now, mm-hmm. but I know I can put my trust in you. Yeah. And, and, Len- and Lenny, you've, you've kind of— uh, brought out the centerpiece of First Peter three fifteen, which is the word hope. Yes, and elpis is the Greek word for hope there, and it's not kind of like uh, you mentioned. You commented on my Steelers mug yeah. here uh, on Sundays during football season. I will say something like, "I hope the Steelers win," and it was about a fifty fifty shot this year. Yeah. Um, but you know, when it comes to our faith, hope in in the Greek language means I. It's just basically faith looking forward, things yet to be realized, but anchored in truth. And, uh, you know, you could say anchored in granite. They're not moving because they're dependent upon the God who's it's impossible for him to lie. Um, So, Claudia, thought there. Yeah. uh, You know, Lenny, you're talking about a crisis and I'm thinking, uh, you know, our culture today is very feelings oriented mm-hmm. and when a when a crisis happens that's when you have to uh remember what you know to be true and not your feelings because your feelings can lie to you yeah. and take you down a different road you have to be anchored in Christ because if you don't know his character and his will and uh, you don't know about the promises that we know are true, then your crisis is going to take you down the wrong road. And and Claudia, um, 1 Peter 3 is actually written to a suffering church. Yeah. Mm. So the the setting of 1 Peter 3 is persecution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Talk about confusion, right? And you, you hit the nail on the head, Claudia, with what's happening in our culture, and it's this. We're very much feelings-based. Truth is more about how I feel or your truth or my truth. So, Lenny, I want to give you a a chance to round out your thought, and then I want to talk a little bit about our responsibility as to how we deliver Mm -hmm. the truth. Because the verse does go on to say to do it with gentleness and respect. Right. Now, we have a speaker on Friday night, Sean McDowell, who I think does a great job with this. Excellent. He's he's Mm -hmm. gracious. He doesn't back off the truth, but he is a very gracious man, and uh, he's going to be our main speaker on Friday night. Uh, maybe help us a little bit with uh, if you had anything more on, you know, this uh, you're talking a little bit about crisis, but then right. maybe about our approach to sharing truth. Because let me just finish this one piece of it. You mentioned a courtroom and a lawyer right. and that has connotations like, OK, so here's some guy in a three piece suit and he's got his hair slicked back and he's clever and he he, he you know, he knows how to win. Um, but. But the Christian defense is a little different from that. Yeah. What what would the distinction be? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Because, and again, so we say, when we talk about apologetics, we talk about it broadly and and how it's ministerial for us. Again, it it builds us up internally. It makes us more solid, right? Uh, Deconstruction, one of the things, and and cancel culture and ex-evangelicals, which is a very common term now, we're seeing a lot of... uh, Christian music artists who have uh, fallen away from the faith, deconstructed their faith, things like that. It's it's become more and more prevalent in our society. And you have to ask why that is. Uh, it's because what they have been holding on to 
it it doesn't seem to be rooted in the idea of fact exactly versus personal experience mm-hmm. uh, personal experience I'm not saying that they don't believe in any facts I'm saying but they hold personal experience to such a high account that when they come up against things that they cannot reconcile internally their reaction is to leave the faith rather than to say well maybe it's my internal contradiction that's fuzzy and sean's going to do that now as you say we don't want to paint too broadly with a courtroom culture we want to speak into the culture truth wherever that may be found the primary apologist is really the parent in the home Mm -hmm. because how many times is a kid going to come back from school and say my teacher told me X. Mm-hmm. We evolved from apes. We there is no such thing as absolute truth. Whatever the the framework is that they're teaching in, say, a public public school setting, the parent better have an answer to that. Yes, mm-hmm. and it becomes really, really important to do so. So, but we want to be able to speak winsomely. We want to engage people in a way that is attractive so that they can see the beauty of Christianity as much as they can see the intellectual rigor of Christianity. Amen. And that's the, that's the difference. This is why, like, so for example, on Friday night, one of the talks that I'm giving is how you can leverage superhero movies <laughs> to talk about why God exists, why Christianity is true, and how we con- deal with the problem of evil. You're stepping into Sean's territory now. <laughs> well... <laughs> And you see, because you can invite, you know, you may try to invite your atheist friends to see God's not dead. They may not take you up on it. But if you invite them to go see, you know, the Avengers film, and then you can inject why that doesn't work unless Christianity has happened Mm -hmm. and influences Mm -hmm. our culture, then you're having a whole different conversation. And it's not, uh, you know, legal or structured or stiff. It becomes a natural part of who you are and flows out of your conversation. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Our station in the Bay Area is up for renewal. If you're resonating with this ministry and you have a heart to see it expand, we would love to hear from you to know that it's making an impact, that you're praying for us, and that you're wanting to support and partner in the work that's being done there. The price per year is $3,500. Would you please help us reach that goal before the end of the month? If 70 people give $50, we'll reach that goal. It will help us not only to meet the radio airtime costs there, but also help us expand. Please donate at walkintruth.com and click donate. And then on Kept FM. And help support the broadcast as it goes out into your area. Once again, you can donate at walkintruth.com, click donate, and then click on Kept FM. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Now back to Pastor Michael's conversation about Dare to Defend on this special edition of Walk in Truth. You mentioned a courtroom and a lawyer. Right. And that has connotations like, okay, so here's some guy in a three-piece suit and he's got his hair slicked back and he's clever and he, 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 you know, he knows how to win. Um, but, but the Christian defense is a little different from that. Yeah. 
What what would the distinction be? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, because, and again, so we say when we talk about apologetics, we talk about it broadly and, and how it's ministerial for us. Again, it, it builds us up internally. It makes us more solid, right? Uh, deconstruction, one of the things, and, and cancel culture and ex-evangelicals, which is a very common term now. We're seeing a lot of uh, Christian music artists who have uh, fallen away from the faith, deconstructed their faith, things like that. It's it's become more and more prevalent in our society. And you have to ask why that is. Uh, it's because what they have been holding on to, it, it doesn't seem to be rooted in the idea of fact. Exactly versus personal experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personal experience, I'm not saying that they don't believe in any facts, I'm saying but they hold personal experience to such a high account that when they come up against things that they cannot reconcile internally, their reaction is to leave the faith rather than to say, well, maybe it's my internal contradiction that's fuzzy. And Sean's going to do that. Now, as you say, we don't want to paint too broadly with a courtroom culture we want to speak into the culture truth, wherever that may be found. The primary apologist is really the parent in the home. Mm-hmm. Because how many times is a kid going to come back from school and say, my teacher told me X. Mm-hmm. We evolved from apes. We There is no such thing as absolute truth. Whatever the the framework is that they're teaching in, say, a public school setting, the parent better have an answer to that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it becomes really, really important to do so. So, But we want to be able to speak winsomely. We want to engage people in a way that is attractive so that they can see the beauty of Christianity as much as they can see the intellectual rigor of Christianity. Amen. And that's the, that's the difference. This is why, like, so for example, on Friday night, one of the talks that I'm giving is how you can leverage superhero movies <laughs> to talk about why God exists, why Christianity is true, and how we con- deal with the problem of evil. You're stepping into Sean's territory now. <laughs> well, <laughs> And you see, because you can invite, you know, you may try to invite your atheist friends to see God's not dead. They may not take you up on it. But if you invite them to go see, you know, the Avengers film, and then you can inject why that doesn't work unless Christianity has happened Mm -hmm. and influences Mm -hmm. our culture, then you're having a whole different conversation. And it's not, uh, you know, legal or structured or stiff. It becomes a natural part of who you are and flows out of your conversation. And this, you know, this, you bring up parents, you bring up uh, being able to give an answer. And here we are talking about an apologetics conference happening on March 25th and 26th called Dare to Defend. It's being hosted by Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, where I serve as senior pastor. And uh, if you're a parent of a elementary school student, junior high, senior high, off to college they go. Uh, this is for you. If you're a student, this is for you. We're going to have a student discount, $39 for students. It includes a single course meal because we know how students can eat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, parents, it's $55, but you're going to get an incredible lineup of speakers like Sean McDowell, JP Moreland, Ken Samples, Lenny, mm-hmm. who's sitting here with us, Claudia Kalmakoff doing a breakout session. So this is really important. And so, Claudia, I, I want to ask you a question about the goal. 
Okay. So we were talking a little bit about apologetics and we talked a little bit about the way that we should do this. Mm-hmm. Can you can you speak to the goal? Like as a speaker, what is your goal when you talk to a group? Yeah. So, you know, we're, we're just living in a culture that is upside down and confused. And I think that um, we're at war right now. We're at war for everything that is good and true. And what I want to do is go to bat for the people in my audience and tell them how they can respond to uh, relativism when people say there is no truth or there's no truth in anything but science. I want to define truth and relativism for them, give them some ways they can respond to it so that they can impact the culture and, and tell them how they can go about doing that. Um, I do want to rewind back to what you said a little bit here, uh, Lenny, when you were talking about exvangelicals and deconstruction. I want listeners to know that when somebody leaves something, they're going somewhere else. So they need to think about, if you're leaving Christianity, where are you going? Mm. What what does that new thing have to offer right. that Christianity can't explain? I personally mm. think Christianity is the best uh, explanation for the way things really are, for reality. But even other religions and other worldviews have to explain the problem of evil. Yes, You're still going to have to uh, account for that. So I think people need to think about, if you're going to leave this, where are you going? And, and Claudia, when Jesus gave that difficult teaching in John chapter 6 about his body and his blood, often confused by many people, And he looked at the disciples after many disciples walked away. He looked at the apostles and he said, do you also want to go Mm -hmm. away? And Peter famously responded, the guy who wrote 1 Peter 3.15, Lord, where else are we going to go? You alone have the words of eternal life. And we've come to know and believe that you're the son of God. But Peter, historically, and I want to talk a little bit about archaeology with you, Lenny, we we have a record that he was crucified upside down. Mm-hmm. And so for Peter, you know, writing first Peter three fifteen and and then his second epistle and so forth, he faced a very bitter end and he was probably the leading apostle and he dies a martyr's death. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that and a little bit one of your topics is going to be how archaeology supports right the Christian faith the Bible yeah yeah so talk a little bit about that topic maybe just wet our whistle and then maybe a little bit with the the Peter account well our, yeah archaeology is a, a fascinating uh, area of study especially within the last five years things are being uncovered more and more frequently uh, in areas that really support even the Old Testament uh, passages. I mean, we've, we've found Isaiah's seal that he actually pushed his ring into, mm. you know, and there it is. We can hold it in our hands. Uh, Jeremiah's scribe, Baruch, uh, other things like this. But ultimately, what it shows is there is a texture to truth and there is a value to Christianity that supersedes even the idea of personal suffering. The, you know, Chuck Colson was famous in saying, hey, we had, during the Watergate scandal, uh, you know, some of the highest profile people in the world, and within two weeks of that breaking, everybody recanted. <laughs> in 12 disciples plus more, who have all perked to death, 
uh, by the Roman Empire, not one of them said, we made this up. And this is one of the reasons why the historical bedrock of Jesus' death and resurrection is so secure. So, Amen. So this is Pastor Michael Lance. You're listening to Walk in Truth. And this is part one of an interview with Lenny Esposito and Claudia Kalmakoff talking about a very exciting conference coming to Living Truth Christian Fellowship, March 25th and 26th. 2022, Dare to Defend. Now, for some of you, I can feel you. You're listening right now and you're like, man, this is right up my alley. This excites me. How can I be part of it? Well, I have an answer to that question. And here it is. Come to Dare to Defend and sign up today. You're going to get all of the, all that we talked about. You're going to get a Friday night session. Pretty much all day Saturday, there's going to be worship, breakout sessions. We're going to have a Q&A time at the end with these speakers. It's just going to be an incredible day. And here's how you can sign up. Do it now. Go to daretodefend.com. That's daretodefend.com and sign up. $55 for adults. Any kind of student, it's $39. Right. Groups of 10. Yes. We will have a discount. You get $1 off. No, just kidding. What, what no, do they it's, get? it's like, also a $39. Oh, uh, so you get you so, get a 20% discount for groups of 10 or more. Bring okay. nine friends. Don't tell them yeah. about the discount. No, I'm just kidding. No. You and lunch gotta... is included. <laughs> so, hey, we really want you to be part of this conference in March. It's going to be awesome. It's going to build your faith. It's going to give you reasons for your hope and the hope you can spread with others. This is Pastor Mike. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on Walk in Truth. God bless. Remember, you can learn more about Walk in Truth and the Dare to Defend conference when you visit walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast, provide the podcast for free, and it helps us do our free apologetic events too. But our funds are mostly supported by our church in Southern California. Would you please help us pay for the airtime on the radio station you're listening to? A monthly partnership of at least $5 a month is all we ask. Please donate when you visit walkintruth.com. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.